Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. I'm excited for you to listen to this one. We had special guest Tanner Massey do a presentation on the low man defense. He's got professional coaching experience around the world. He has college coaching experience and he uses, you know, EuroLeague clips, NBA clips, international clips to share how the low man defense can be so effective. This was our video presentation for some of our Coach's Edge members. And I've taken some of the audio clips that I think can be beneficial for you. Use your imagination, envision, you know, 10 players out on the court as he talks about some of the rotations and some of the reads and some of the different positions that players are going to be in, as well as um, some of the reactions that um, teams will use to combat the low man defense. And I think you'll find how it can be very, very effective. I think anytime you have a, a good presentation, it makes you a better coach. I know for me personally, after listening and watching this presentation, it was like, boy, I can really see how this can be implemented and be very effective for high school teams and college teams around the country. So thank you to Tanner for uh, his presentation, for taking the time. It was excellent, excellent, excellent. Let's get to the show. Uh, Tanner, why don't you introduce yourself to us and our listeners and our guests? And tell us a little bit about what we're going to learn tonight. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Coach. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, what you're doing is uh, is awesome through your podcast, through your website, through uh, your clinics. And, you know, um, uh, we need we need more of that. We need more coaches who are in it for the right reasons and who are willing to help and uh, grow the game. And No, it's it's awesome. And I appreciate it. And um you know, excited to talk about uh, uh, some defense, low man uh, in particular. And, um, you know, I've learned a lot about this over the years. And um, in certain ways, I've leaned on it a bit, maybe too much at times. But, um, you know, I'm I'm uh, still learning and growing with this. And, um, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's very useful. I think it's simple. And I think it's, um, you know, it can be a deterrent uh, for offenses as well. Um, but no, I've, I've coached in a lot of different places. Um, you know, the last nine years I've been, uh, at the pro level in the NBA G league or overseas, um, even in Canada over the last three summers, um, coaching there. And, uh, now just dipping my toe back into, uh, the college game, um, at a school up the road, my wife and I, we are in Delaware right now. And um, right now, just timing wise, college, this college job opened up at a really good time. So uh, excited to work with them. This is week three and um, you know, taking a lot of concepts uh, that I've learned uh, to those guys. And um, one of them is is a little bit of uh, the low man. Uh, we, we've talked about that a little bit. And so far, uh, you know, we have a ways to go, but. Uh, we're learning a lot as we go. So um, the low man is always the defender who is guarding player furthest away from the ball. So, you know, um, a lot of teams refer that to uh, in the NBA as the MIG. Uh, that is the most important guy. Um, and in my opinion, he is. Besides the player that is defending on the ball, you know, that is a ball you man responsibility. And uh, with this in mind, the low man sees everything, okay? Low man sees all, and he it's, it's up to him. He can see the other nine guys on the floor at any given time. And uh, obviously, the low man can change within a possession. Um, but uh, it's always 
it's always important to make sure that the low man is identified. So we have um, low man, low man, um, make sure that is called out and where everybody can hear it. And, and uh, that way everybody else knows that these responsibilities that we're going to go through, that we're going to touch on is are, are taken care of um, because as a low man, because you see everything, therefore you have a lot of responsibilities and um, it's important to know those. It's important to make sure that these are drilled in your practices and um, that everybody is, can uh, can handle these. Uh, so right here, empty side pick and roll, um, uh, you know, just a common alignment that we see and, and X3 would be considered the low man in this scenario. Another scenario is uh, weak side dunker, short corner area is filled and the ball is, is on the left wing. Uh, ball screen occurs even though X5, X5's defender is the one closest to the rim, he is still not furthest away from the basketball. That is X2. X2 is the low man, and he is the one in charge of seeing and talking through everything. Uh, even though he can't see uh, uh, five, uh, the big in the short corner, he it is his responsibility to still feel him, uh, have a long arm attached to his chest, um, all those things to make sure that is covered. Okay. Um, so just a couple common diagrams, uh, for, for you guys to understand kind of where I'm coming from. But, uh, one reason for the low man is it enforces aggressive perimeter defense with rim accountability. Uh, I, we want to make sure that the ball handler knows that somebody's watching his back at all times. If he hears low man, I firmly believe that the own ball pressure the uh, perimeter defense, our one-on-one uh, confidence uh, defensively it is uh, uh, grows. And um, with that in mind, it also establishes communication and response. Uh, just making sure, I think as coaches, we all want um, our players to talk and communicate uh, throughout coverages, even echoing the plays that we call out on offense. Um, and I think that this is a great way just to build confidence in your team defensively, especially at the rim. Um, uh, third reason is it encourages progression within drills and five on five scenarios in practice. It's uh, it's a great way to build uh, your practices. Uh, you can drill this in two on twos up to five on fives. And um, you really get creative with what you uh, see scouting wise or with um, with other uh, plays that you want to maybe put in yourself and just kind of see how it looks from a defensive standpoint. Uh, but I think it's very clear in that. And um, it's easy to progress, I believe, as well. Okay. Uh, but first, uh, you know, we all understand that uh, the, as the low man is important, um, we also have to make sure that there are um, – uh, there's a progression before we get to that that has to be taken care of because the ball is what scores. Um, uh, to me, half-court defense is always outside to inside. Now, uh, you could talk about uh, D-trans and uh, sprinting back to the rim, the rim-ball-wall scenario, um, which is a great concept, but outside to inside is where it starts for me uh, after the, the basket is secured in D-trans is our pickup point. Uh, pickup point 
is, you know, varies based on your style and your ideology as a coach. But uh, I think a common pickup point, especially at the pro level, is two steps above the three-point line. Uh, now, you know, you start to deal with Steph Curry's, Damian Lillard. Uh, those guys, you got to pick them up at half court. But most guys, you know, uh, you're picking them up two feet above the three-point line, uh, four-point line extended. And so uh, you have to make sure the ball is accounted for. And then you have your pick-and-roll coverage. And now that's when you get into two-on-twos. That's when you get into – um, your your two man actions, and now there's two guys making sure that the ball is taken care of. Uh, now now you move into your squeeze tags. Squeeze tags are one pass away. Who's tagging the roller? Who's going to stunt at the ball handler to hopefully force an early pickup, and um, you know, be in to get out. Uh, boxes and elbows. The squeeze tags are at the elbows, uh, for the most part. And then lastly, you get to the low man. But the low man sees everything, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get the ball contained before it gets to that point. Uh, so here, just a few clips, um, uh, just kind of getting into the basics here. Right here, we have uh, Pablo Prigioni, one of the best uh, on-ball defenders, um, you know, uh, for a long time. But, you know, he only had a short NBA career because his rookie season, he was like 35 years old. But right here, his heels are on the three-point line uh for this pickup point ball is contained and then he's able to contain it one-on-one -on -one, all right which is which is ideal that's a perfect scenario for us defensively um another one here all right so our pickup point excuse the audio um our pickup point here about yeah two steps two feet above the three-point line okay tony parker chasing steve nash around but the baller and roller is contained, ELC talk, that's early, loud, and continuous communication uh, through the pick and roll. He fights over. The big is there to help contain. And now we don't have to worry about the other three guys. Our low man is um, is uh, is accounted for, but it doesn't get to him, all right, because we're able to handle the basketball early with, with two defenders. You know, and again, I think that's just ideal. You know, we force a pickup. In the mid-range, we force a pickup at the elbow. Uh, the ball is now not a threat, right, until it's passed, okay? Another, another idea is just the elbow squeeze, all right? So we're here pinching at the elbow, squeezing at the elbow. Jay Crowder does a great job here. Again, ball is what scores. We have to account for that. Forces LeBron to kick it out, and then we can test out to a shooter, say. Um, also, as well, we have a great stunt on the backside by Duncan Robinson, stunning to the ball, falling back into the passing lane. Uh, great contest to the shooting hand side. This episode is brought to you by CoachesEdge.coach, your online digital resource for anything that you need from a coaching standpoint regarding video resources, PDF resources, a community of coaches, like-minded, hungry to continue to improve individually and as a group. We meet on Zoom a handful of times each month. Throughout the course of the year, we talk about a variety of topics. We have special guests and speakers come in. Obviously, we update the website every single month to keep coaches coming back for more with new content, new resources. We just uploaded our passer screener cutter drill, which is an excellent one. We're uploading our 2-3 zone offense clinic presentation from Coach Troshak and much, much more to help you throughout the course of this season. If you have any questions, reach out, contact at KramerBasketball.com. Let's get back to the show. Okay, now, 
want to make sure that those are addressed before we get into the low man responsibilities because we don't want to um overlook um those those um points of emphasis because I know I have and I know I mentioned it early on that um as as an assistant I believe it's important to look off the ball to make sure your eye is uh has an understanding of what's going on off the basketball. I believe the head coach is one who should be looking at the basketball because that's what's most important and um you know it's pretty clear for the head coach and I've been a victim of that uh as a head coach I um I've been interim head coach four different times in my career and um for four different pro leagues and um I have struggled to make the transition from watching off the ball, watching our shell, watching um, uh, everything off the ball, as opposed to the basketball, which is first and foremost the uh, most important thing. And so I, I wanted to make sure those are addressed, not just uh, as a reminder for myself, but for everybody here. Um, but first uh, here for low man, for our low man responsibilities, number one, the low man is the ultimate tag on the roll. So we uh, we want to have a nail tag, a tag at the elbow uh, to the roller. But uh, if you are the low man, you are the ultimate tag. And uh, you have to make sure that the roller is accounted for. Okay. So here uh, we have an empty side pick and roll. All right. Okay, and Denver does a great job of you of utilizing the low man. Um, they have tried to have Jokic in the drop, uh, but they really prefer him, and he is better when he is a little more active at the level. Okay, if you are if you are a conservative defensive team who wants to keep your big in the paint, if your big isn't as mobile, this is this is um, really uh, this low man defense is more suited for teams that are active uh, at the point of attack, okay? So Denver here, uh, this is a clip from years ago, but this was exceptional here. The low man accounts for the roller. He is the ultimate tag, chesting the ball. We turn it over, okay? Here's one from um, the league I was in this summer, CEBL. Ultimate tag, another empty side pick and roll look. We rotate, feet are outside the restricted area. There's a charge, ultimate tag, okay? A lot of teams use the empty side pick and roll because uh, that that side of the court is vulnerable. Um, but if you are there early and you're active and you can talk through those coverages and, and make sure the low man uh, knows he is there, then um, uh, you can really afford yourself uh, some time to make some plays on the basketball uh, before it gets to the rim. So ultimate tag here, another bit here. Uh, buying time for recovery. Uh, low man is Will Barton right here on the right side of the floor. Pulls over just a little bit late, but with high hands, he's able to get in the way of uh, enforce a tougher catch, tougher pass uh, to that roll man. Okay, another one. Okay, we see it here. And then we, uh, we have the tag here by the low man. His man's in the dunker spot, clearing to the corner. And then we have this backside rotation um, and again, this initial pick and roll defense is flat. It's not as aggressive, hard to get a nail tag in this situation. Okay. But we meet outside the restricted area for the most part. And then we have this X out deflection on the backside. So just building our shell out of that low man and 
Then if we hit the roller and our corner is exposed, now we have to get our X out rotations in, okay? Here's another one, uh, another great clip here. Um, you know, hey Coach, I don't want to get too far uh, too far yeah. ahead of you because this is awesome stuff, and I want to just talk a little bit about the X out rotation and um, how that player who's usually looks like they're guarding kind of weak side wing, they're X and out to get the uh, the corner in a couple of those situations for the help. Yes. So um, or the dunker right here, in this one right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just kind of returning back to this is. The X out, there's always a two on one on the backside. That's when an X out rotation is needed. Um, you know, as an offense, you're always trying to look for and try to create those advantages. And if you can create a two on one on the backside, uh, that is ideal. But the X out rotation is means that number 10 here, he will take the first pass. So here in this situation, let's say 44 here is behind the three point line he would then take the first pass. He would take 44 if the ball is passed to him here. And then the uh, 44's original defender right here, he would then X out to number one and take that. So 10 goes there, other defender goes to one, and then we have our bases. Now we have to be able to defend off closeouts. Perfect. Thanks, Coach. Yep. Okay. Another one here, uh, and just building on our weak side principles, is low man, he, in this situation uh, for the Spurs, they don't mind switching off the ball. So the low man stays low throughout all the actions. Uh, I think that is ideal. Uh, the last time, if, 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 you're, if you can manage, if your team doesn't get too comfortable with switching off the ball and become lazy, that's not anything we want, but if they can avoid that, then it really helps your low man and and it helps to make sure that this area of the floor, the rim, is secured. Okay, so right here, I'll just rewind it the whole way through. All right, so he points, they talk it out. I got low, I got low, switch with mine. Baskets, baskets covered. So you're saying once a low man has been established for that possession, you're trying to keep that same person as a low man throughout the course of that possession? As much as we can. And um, there's obviously there's actions and, and I'll actually touch on those uh, towards the end. But there are actions that uh, force that low man to switch and really force a tough cover at the rim, uh, specifically if the weak side is lifted. But um, as much as you can, we want to keep that low man uh, identified as as the same guy. The more movement we have on the backside defensively, the harder it is to maintain that low man. OK. Um, again, and, and this is the most important one, and that's why this is such a heavy um, uh, while while we're talking about this ultimate tag. Um concept is it's it's the most important one especially at the pro level okay uh but there are others that we'll touch on but um again initial low man right here so now we have a cut okay strong side corner cuts through all right cutters uh can can create can distort the low man all right but we talk it through common term is lag we lag off that baseline cutter and now he becomes the low man okay and again, that's Denver, one of the best to do it. 
they're one of the best teams to do it. Okay. And then um, uh, this might be the last one here. Uh, let me see, just out of curiosity. Yes. Okay. Uh, one of the best to ever do it. Um, uh, LeBron here being able to contain. Actually, no, it's Dwayne Wade. Okay. So Dwayne Wade, his man cuts through. Man cuts through. He now realizes he's the low man. Going to make a play on the ball at the rim. Okay. So, um, especially out of cutters, that's um, – and actually that's one of the responsibilities is um, being able to handle that responsibility as there's cutters right through the paint and being able to talk through those. And we have to be able to drill those as coaches um, as well. Um, but, no, that those are tough to guard. Uh, right here, responsibility number two is fire or rotate on blow-bys. Okay, um, so common uh, – Common example of elite one-on-one -on -one offense, James Harden, okay, uh, here. He's going to get by his first defender. We have our low man, okay. He is going to rotate on this blow-by. At the rim, force an early kick-out pass. But these are passes that we want. If you can force that early pickup before he gets to the rim, that's what we want with high hands. We get back and recover, Okay. This example here, we're lagging uh, off the cutter. He becomes the low man, blow by, charge, Kyle Lowry. Probably one of the best to ever take charges. Okay. Low man here. All right. And now this isn't an X out, but it's a very similar rotation. Okay. So the low man helps on this blow by. Okay. Blow by, bad pick and roll defense, right? Ball isn't secured at all or ball isn't covered. But the bath, uh, the rim is secured, and now we have this sink and fill rotation. So number six here, because we have a fire at the rim, all right, we're going to fire on all blowbys. We got to put it out. We have to cover the basketball. Now we have a sink by number six. We're going to sink to the corner, and then we have a fill right behind here. Okay, so they virtually switch the on ball. Number eighteen has him. And now number nine, he's rotating up top as the fill defender. So fire, sink, fill, um, uh, rotation defensively. Okay. Here's another one just out of the post. Okay. No, no middle stance. That's great. All right. Low man here has to rotate to the corner. That's a, it's another common way to defend in the post. We don't want middle because now the offense can see has multiple options. We can take middle away and force it back baseline. Now we know we'll have a help defender there. Obviously, different era in the NBA, multiple bodies in the paint, but we rotate on the blow by, cut it off. Okay. So, uh, again, I want to make sure those are clear. Uh, we have questions at the end if, if needed. Um, but uh, a third responsibility is to kick out mismatches. So um, we'll go through this one. As the low man, if we see a switch, uh, a, a bad switch, such as this one here, Pascal Siakam looking to post up Kimball Walker, we don't want our, our defense exposed to that matchup. Our low man can rotate and kick out that mismatch. Okay, and now Kimball Walker becomes the low man. Okay, an elite defense there by Marcus Smart. Okay, 
Again, we rotate. And right here, Paul Millsap, he is taking this, he is taking the roller here, all right, as, um, as the drive comes. So he is now kicking out the guard so he doesn't veer back into the roller. If we can keep a big on big in the paint, obviously that's a great thing. So he's just kicking out the guard to stay high and rotate up and get this steal. Okay, last uh, responsibility is to take all cutters. Low man taking cutters here. We see the low man is Dario Saric right here in the paint. He is responsible for this roller. Great, okay. But now we have a backside cutter potentially exposing us to the corner, all right? But your job as the low man, because you see everything, you have to be able to see all cutters as well, okay? Okay, uh, potential counters, okay? Um, number one is cutting. Um, you know, always having, going up against teams that cut a lot is always a struggle uh, no matter what level you're at, okay? And no matter what defense you're playing. And offensively, one of the areas I'm trying to grow is to become a better coach uh, with cutting and trying to provide players with clarity on when and how to cut and triggers and um, uh, angles to cut. But um, here uh, is great because if you can, one thing as the low man, you do not want to allow, you have to see everything, all right? Again, that's priority number one. Low man sees all, and therefore he can't right now, okay? He is exposed. He leaves the baseline exposed off the cut, okay? So, number one, you have to be able to see everything, all right? Doesn't mean you're always below your man, but at least if you can be on the line of your of your man in that weak side, that, that helps, okay? Another way that, um, that uh, another counter is if your small is the low man, okay? Because your smallest defender is the one protecting the basket, okay? So what a lot of teams like to do, they will still rotate from the next biggest player. Now here, um, this is a common alignment to force this big, this rim protecting big to rotate at an angle and try and force him uh, into bad fouls or – to just negate that rotation at all and just send a normal low man rotation with this guard here. But Vita Zubac does a great job of trying to rotate. Probably could have been called a foul, but uh, it's just a tough angle to rotate from uh, for your center at that point. So if you can, um, uh, a great counter is to always have your – a, your point guard or another small guard in that weak side corner because the rim is vulnerable at that point. Okay, another one, small as your low man. Okay, low man here in the paint. Another counter, though, is screening in on that back side. Okay, we're just going to screen the low man in. Virtually, we also screen our own, and we leave that back side three open. Fun fact, fun fact, I played on this court. Ah, man, that's an awesome gym. That's an awesome gym. Uh, what, Bayern Munich? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. man. Yeah, no, they are uh, got a new coach this year, and, um, 
Yeah, they had a big win today, I think. So uh in Euroleague. Um another one that I mentioned is lifted spacing. So we don't have a low man, right? We do, but he's not low. RJ Barrett here. All right. Uh the alignment is they have the rest of their players virtually above the free throw line. The screen is set below because they're sagging off. All right. But the rim is exposed because the we don't have a true low man here. So just another counter is very tough. And then in general, I think just weak side actions again, as we return back to our north to uh, the first point that coach Kramer made was, um, you know, we want to maintain our low man as much as possible. But anytime you can get multiple actions on the weak side to move that shell, to move that low man uh, is a good thing offensively. So we just have a little pistol step action, okay, send that first guy through, and now he's coming off of a stagger. All right, so normally this would be the low man, okay, but, and we're also in a drop, but we we play bad defense. We leave our feet in the mid-range area, and we leave the rim exposed. And now the low man's totally cleared out from any type of help on that backside. Okay. Uh, and another, another idea offensively as a counter is just flow motion. And this is why I believe this offense has really just grown so much over the last decade and why so many teams have adopted it. Is just flow motion. Maintaining matchups creates scrambles in this situation. Uh, so you look at the low man here. Low man's identified. Okay. Now he's not. As the ball has swung from strong side or from weak side to strong side, now who's the low man? This guy. Okay. Now it becomes the cutter who's lagging off his uh, – or now we have a cut right here. Now number 55 becomes the low man for just a moment, okay? But we have all this movement on the backside that makes it tough to identify the low man. So now the paint, the rim is a little more vulnerable. And if you run this offense with pace, I think um, I think you can really expose the defense, okay? And then, um, you know, just wanted to go over a few breakdown drills uh, that we used this past summer in Canada uh, practice preparation equals game reality. Um, and uh, actually, I don't have film of these, but shell defense, four on four, five on five, uh, I think has been a valuable tool. Um, and there are so many ways that you can uh, align your defenses um, to, uh, to make sure that the low man is identified during these uh, scenarios. Um, one that I really like is five on five. Out of a disadvantage, I uh, think that's one that's really uh, come into play in a lot of at, a, at all levels is just creating that initial advantage of five on four. And now your low man is has to be is that last line of defense versus a blow by. All right. And he has to be able to handle that, uh, handle that responsibility. So this is just a disadvantage uh, diagram. X1 starts behind uh, the main ball handler with the five lifted, right, as, as well. So now um, either you could rotate as a coach, you could rotate your X5 to cut that off, and now X3 has the responsibility of bumping or tagging the five-man who would roll, or you just rotate X3 as your low man 
and now X5 would become the X out. He would sink virtually. So um, it's always fun working on these alignments and how you would want to defend um, versus blow buys or any type of a disadvantage. Okay. Um, and I always, always have to return back to this as a coach because I have made things more difficult at times. I have overthought. I have, um, I have um, just complicated everything in the past to try to work on everything and to make sure certain things are accounted for. But in reality, uh, after those types of practices, I always leave just unfulfilled because I know even though there was a lot of breadth that we covered, there wasn't as much depth. And um, just making sure that if this is a philosophy that you adopt as a coach, that this is something that you work on every day. Um, I do believe shell defense along with a defensive transition are two things that need to be worked on every day. Um, and pick and rolls at the pro level for sure. But just making sure that we um, that we don't just um, we don't work on things just to work on it. I've seen a lot of coaches in the past who would um, design their practices based on a list, and they have ten to fifteen things that they got to make sure that they cover. When in general, if it's three to five things, you actually get more out of it. So. Um, felt like I wanted just to leave you guys with that and, um, and we can open it up for any questions or thoughts. Where would you start as far as being able to teach them the, the why, right? Like you talked about, you know, picking up the ball and ball screen defense and kind of your progressions getting into the low man, but what would be the simplest way to explain, you know, the rationale behind this defense? Um, I think that, you know, when even even for me, I have struggled with um, making sure that uh, that the ball is covered. And, you know, at the at the pro level, it's like you assume that that the pick and roll like there's always going to be a disadvantage defensively. You just assume that because offenses are so good. You know, once you get uh to the pro level or even like in Finland where I was this past season you know um they're just so dynamic with the ball that they're going to break you down and and get past that first line of defense therefore you you need to have your your help whether it's from uh that pick and roll coverage whether it's from your your elbow squeezes whether that's then from the low man and maybe at the high school level it's more difficult uh, for players to create an advantage uh, or teams to create that initial advantage. So maybe you wouldn't need that. But I think at the at, when you're facing the better high school teams, the teams that know how to run their offense, the teams that cut, the teams that play with pace and play with the pass, um, I think it's important to still make sure that your low man is identified. Um, because the higher the level you go up in this game, the harder it is to contain the basketball. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why that's my rationale. Uh, I do understand that uh, the ball is what scores, obviously, and we have to be able to contain that one-on-one -on -one and be able to close out with a proper stance and uh, get into the basketball. 
But um, and maybe the offensive players that you're going against aren't as skilled with the ball. But I do believe it's still important uh, to make sure that you have a low man, unless you have, you know, a true, you know, seven footer who you just want him near the rim at all times. Then you don't really need a low man. You just got to really focus on squeezing and uh, being into the ball. But um, I still think I, I think it's greatly important at any level. If I was a high school coach, I would I would make sure that this is something I would have in my bag. Mm-hmm.